This episode of Bend the Knee is brought to you by our bannermen, Lord Jason of House Ross, Sir Jimmy of House Nuts, Master of the Web, Lady Dawn of House Wright, Sir Chris of House Farber, Sir John of House Frey, Lady Kira of House Arnold, Sir Peter of House Whittingham, Sandy the Dragon, Blood of Queen Daenerys, and Lady of Jameson, Lord Brett of House Fry, Lady Juliana of House Stradley, Sir David of House Fraser, Lady Liz of House Hendricks, Sir Matthew of House Perry. This episode of Bend the Knee is protected by Lady Amanda of House Richardson, Sir Ryan of House Turbush, Lord Robert the Unfrozen of House Butler, Lord Paramount of Skagos Island, Lady Sarah the Unraveler, Lady Raj, Mistress of Horse. Hello and welcome to Bend the Knee, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast. I am Sir Matt, the Bud Knight, Fist of the Dragon, Maker of Gains, Co-Lord of the White Claw. And I am Sir Ezra the Watchful, Stealer of Hearts, Bandit of Time, Hero of Shreve, Co-Lord of the White Claw. Welcome to our Song of Ice and Fire book club. Today we are into Catelyn 3 of A Clash of Kings, and in our Maester's study, we will be reminding the realm that this is not... Camelot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we will also be talking about Sir Courtney Penrose uh, as well. So, but uh, I think uh, I think reminders are in order. If anyone was recently on our Instagram and they saw the live that we had, there are other individuals, other podcasters in the realm, right, who think we sit at a round table. <laughs> We do not. <laughs> we do not. It is not called Let's Hang Out and Be Friends and Talk Game of Thrones. <laughs> it is Bend the Knee. Oh, it's a song of ice and fire. Okay. They're, the lords sit at the high table. All right. Now, I am just a simple hedge knight. Okay. But um, it, it may be that the realm needs a hedge knight before it's all said and done. Okay. So, and here's to. There we go. Boom. Let's go. Boom. <laughs> As should we tell? I mean, obviously, there's something a little different today. Yeah. Something's up. And that we, we're yeah. we're in the, we're in the same room. We are. We are. It's been a while. It has been a while since we've done this. At least a year. Yeah. Uh, I mean, probably October was the last time I was in Ohio. Um. So, yeah, it's just crazy. It's fun. Yeah. We're in no. the same room. I'm here for a couple of weeks. Just on vacation before I start a new job, you know, they're like, hey, give me like, it'll be a month before before we start. It's so like, okay, cool. Well, I'm going to go back to Ohio and hang out. Yeah. 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 I know. It's great. It's actually great. And uh, we actually, gosh, you, when we first came back, we kind of took the weekend, you know, just got to get mm. settled in. You're seeing family, uh, getting everything going. We have a a really cool Zoom hangout, uh, kind of like our Raven's Nest with our bannermen, our captain of the guard later on and stuff like that. So we're prepping for that after this episode. And then once that's over, I think starting like tomorrow on, we are just going to be doing Ravens. We're going to be looking at theories. And you kind of said, let's make this a big, you know, just a deep dive uh, into the series again. So because sometimes we're, we're bouncing back and forth between different books and we're just going to do it's really nice when you can just get into a chunk of time, whether it's a week, uh, two weeks or whatever, and all you're consuming 
is just a song of ice and fire does mm-hmm. that make sense because like with with the point of view reads that i've been uh doing recently what's been really helpful is that it's it's very fresh we're gonna get to record more of those because that, that was the thing i was thinking is like okay while that information is fresh and i've just recently gone back through all of it it's gonna be really nice to just plow ahead get to some of those chapters um incorporate a lot of the ravens we have a lot of ravens a lot of really good ravens and actually today's raven is freaking amazing so you guys are going to want to stick around for for that at the end of the show um it uh it's a big theory so Mm -hmm. it is uh sir chris it's intense so thank you to him yeah man other than that i mean not really a whole lot of news in the game of thrones front as we wait i mean they the only thing i saw recently was hey they've, they've begun the kind of casting process for the show so we will see uh, more of that, you know, it's around Comic Con time right now. That that pan, you know, panel, the World Con thing is going on. Nothing really announced there. Um, so people were talking about, hey, Gur, you said if it wasn't here, we could lock you up. So people are joking that we should lock yeah, him up. Right, but, right. You know, right. We'll give him a pass. He he has said that he's doing chapters, so that is nice, right? So yeah, we, we, have, we have had we have had knowledge at least of him at getting actual chapters done. So that's. It's good to hear. And, and I don't think, you know, some people were wondering wh- whether we get a reading or a sample or even a portion of a chapter. I don't think we're going to get any of that because we have so many or you know, oh, yeah. a decent amount of, of released chapters that I'm cool with not getting anything. I, I'm cool with just getting uh, the knowledge that you are, you know, that Arya is about to go kill somebody. Right. Or, you know, that you're that you're writing that person's point of view. I'm That makes me excited. So. So I'm, I'm honestly, I'm honestly good. And I just let the man write. If he's, if he's in a good uh, rhythm, then, uh, let's go. Let's, let's get after it. Somebody said, and I know, I just want to say this real quick. Um, after reading his, the, the big post, right? A month, a month, a month or so ago where he was talking about, uh, how all that information came out about winds of winter. I saw somebody in the group. I don't know who it was. They said, uh, they're like, you know what? I'm starting to agree with Sir Matt that maybe he hasn't touched it in years <laughs> i was like yeah i mean maybe it's possible it's possible it it's, is possible it that, that is they, it is possible that years plural went by and he didn't put pen to paper uh, or fingers to let's keyboard. hope that's not the case oh, obviously man. right let's 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 definitely hope that that's not the case i i don't think so i think i definitely think he's he's done it but i'm just saying it's just, let's I want to let's let's not get our hopes up too at the same time, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, it was just just a lot of fun. So, um, kind of crazy. Um, also wanted to say thank you to our bannerman. You know, I mentioned the Zoom chat that that is uh, happening. So, uh, we updated that at the at the top of the show. So you should have gotten shout outs there. And if you didn't, or you want to change any of that, just send me a uh, Raven or send me a message on on Twitter, um, Instagram, wherever, and we'll I'll make that change in our doc and and re-record that. But uh, yeah, it's always it's it's. It's a good time. We're gonna have a few. Uh, I might even have a surprise guest in there tonight, so it's uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. And I think, my gosh, we we've uh, you know, the one thing quarantine and COVID has has taught us is how to figure out Zoom and how to you know stream it to Facebook and YouTube. So it's nice. You it might is, be able to it, tune it, in. It is, it is it is nice. Yeah, we've yeah gotten some of that some of that just new technology, man, that we can we can use to our advantage. Right? It's great. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Um, okay, yes, let's move over to the Maester's study. Yeah, so I brought up uh, S- Sir Courtney uh, Penrose for a reason, because I'm just like, as I'm doing my read-through of, of Catelyn and stuff, and I'm, I'm, you know, thinking about this guy that is just uh, there at Storm's End, 
not given. I mean, he's. I kind of forget that he's there, um, and he's like there's a siege against him, right? Essentially. Uh, so let's go over who he is, right? Sir, Sir Courtney Penrose is a knight of House Penrose, uh, the son of Lord Penrose. He is named by Renly Baratheon uh, as Castellan of Storm's End. Now, did Renly have? The, I mean, you know, it's the whole thing is that is that Stannis was given Dragonstone and is sort of a little bit, uh, you know. That's that's the that's the thing. He's supposed to be like his next in line until right. until Robert has kids, all that kind of stuff. So that's that's meant to be a good thing, but he never wanted it. Um, Storms in. It's been it's been kind of a dicey situation between Stannis and and Renly, which is what we're going to talk about, you know, today. Uh, so, anyways, I just thought it was kind of funny that that yeah. uh, this guy. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't, I get that. I'm with you. I don't know why Stan, and we'll even talk a little more when we get to the chapter. I don't know why he gets so offended by you know it, Storm's End is our is our family's seat, but it's like, dude, Dragonstone is is what you know. That's what where the heir of the kings have always been. So, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. I th- I think it's just he wasn't fond of it. Uh, I think maybe he's just you know Stannis is doing his duty and everything. Um, but it's interesting that Renly, when he goes back and he, he gets in, you know, gets in bed, uh, with the Tyrells and, and everything. So Courtney is there and they've already kind of made plans that Stannis may come and try to acquire, cause even just having that keep and even having its resources is a, is a, is a, a good thing. And it's kind of symbolic too for that region. Right. Yeah. So that is the other thing is that Stannis loses a little bit because he's not right there with the people. I, I kind of feel that way. It's like, why, why aren't they more loyal? He's Stannis and I get that he's a rough, gruff guy, but, um, he, the people didn't know, they knew, they know Renly, right. like Renly is who they, who they are more familiar with. And so that's tough. But I just, the more I kept reading, you'll find out that throughout this book, uh, Sir Courtney hangs on to Storm's End for a long time. <laughs> just like just honkers down there and just stays in. Um and something interesting. This 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 hit me um I think it's oh, I guess I think it's the next Catlin chapter. But one of the things he is very fond of Edric Storm. And never forget that the attack that actually takes place um on Renly is done prior to uh this whole you know so like that's that's kind of interesting that like we don't really know much about edric storm or maybe what he um how significant he is or maybe he's not that significant but he is robert's bastard and he is a legitimate bastard you know right and and some and highborn right and what's interesting to think about with him is that he edric storm you know isn't in the show so he's a character you can look at and say well what you know, is Gendry go? You know, in the show, Gendry gets Storm's End, right? Mm-hmm. It's possible Edric Storm will be the one to get it in in the show, mm-hmm. at kind yeah. of like the end, right where Danny gives it away. Oh, so sure, I, yeah, yeah. It's I, po- I mean, it's possible that some of their stuff are are blended, mixed. So we'll we'll see what ends up happening with him in in the books. Yeah, yeah. So just a little bit more before we hop into the chapter here uh, about Sir Courtney. So when Renly Baratheon was performing his duties as um, the the master of laws, Sir Courtney was the Castellan of Storm's End. Uh, he took part in raising Edric Storm, the acknowledged bastard of Renly's brother, uh, King Robert Baratheon. Courtney first met Brienne of Tarth when she was a child while visiting Evenfall Hall, and again when Lord Selwyn Tarth sent her to Storm's End. Because we actually learn about him through uh, Brienne, she kind of tells us about right. him. 
so, so yeah, he's a seasoned battle uh, commander. But it just kind of turned into a joke in my mind. I was like, this guy's just holding on to that keep as long as long as he can. And and you know, actually, Stannis when he held Storms End and Eddard Stark, which we're going to learn in this chapter, comes to kind of lift the siege. You can um, hold up in there for for a good time if you have a lot of onions. Right, so if you get that, <laughs> hey, if you if you yeah, get Davos, Davos in over there, absolutely, yeah, you get some onions, and then you're you're set to go. Yeah, because it's it you know is built by Bran the Builder. Storm's End is actually one of the coolest. Um, it's certainly one of the cooler castles, right? It's like this huge, enormous kind of outer wall which just stretches around, and they, it's protected by magic and all of this stuff. But you know, as we'll see in a couple chapters, it is possible for some magic to get in. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But let me just let me just ask you though. So like like as we're doing our, our, our reread of all of this, I kind of forgot that they didn't have access to that king's blood to create almost like it's 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 still um then I go that's later where Melisandre does some of that stuff. But for me I was thinking, oh shoot, maybe that's that's sort of but it's it's actual it's the intercourse that they have and stuff. I mean it's just crazy that Stannis appears in shadow form like Melisandre's magic need that king seed you know whatever whatever you call it it is it is actually weird way more um it just what do they do over in Essos where they don't they don't have kings yeah I don't know how do they practice that well again how how do you how do you practice it with king's blood if you don't have have, you know yeah well you know what though what George has told us in a lot of like so spake Martins is that you look at the common element in all of the magic in in these worlds it's blood right it's the common factor it is you know the werewoods and they're in the in the in the you know blood sacrifice you know, to them and everything you know, you know. and the interesting thing is i wonder if um you know we don't actually think about it but um mira mazder mm-hmm. i guess blood tech, magic uh, blood well i would say king's blood magic yeah because with danny right i mean well and and i in wonder, a way i mean it's you know i'm going to use your unborn child technically i mean he would be a king to in some in some regard right you could say he's almost mm-hmm, king's blood because mm-hmm. the king's blood terminology is like it's pretty loose it's loose it's loose it's you, really loose right like yeah. okay you know does rob stark have king's blood mm-hmm. right because you know i mean it's 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 kind of loosely interpreted i think if you just announce yourself as king then it seems like suddenly you have right and so what i think it's more about and this is when we were talking about Hal and reed the other day we did a great um it was just a fun kind of right. rambling green dream uh session where we talked about Hal and reed and we talked about the children being strongly associated with and and having a pack with the um those individuals who were the first men and if you had blood of the first men it's mentioned all the time and that seemed to have more magic in it and it was older blood or it was something you know, of something to it that so i think it's more about that. Your ties back to, 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 to that type of, I don't know, certain blood seems to have more potency for magic. Right. I think you could do blood magic with anything. I think you could do, you know, uh, animal sacrifices and you could, you could, you know, uh, pull from that. George often calls it lifeblood, right? It's, 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 it's the thing that gives you that life power. Right. Um, and whatever that is, is what people are harnessing and using, uh, and, and, and everything. So, but yeah, anyways, yeah, yeah, it's it's uh call it which one. It's just, it's all blood magic, but uh yeah, we're going to talk more about Melisandre and what the, <laughs> the heck is going on uh with her and her powers. But yeah, Sir Courtney, um just an interesting character who we need to remember is there at Storm's End and actually was there even prior to, you know, he's he's the Castellan running things while Renly is away at court. So when he 
uh, heads back. He's just letting, you know, Courtney run things while he goes and, and gets, you know, uh, his bannerman, rallies his own bannerman right. and, and kind of does his own thing. So, uh, but it is important. Stannis, you can see why he would want to have Storms in. It's it's his by rights, right? It's his. It, it's, it is. You know. Yeah. I mean, you know, we talk about, well, you could you could take it. Right. I mean, so like it's kind of like how, you know. I mean, if you take it over, you usurp the king, you're then the king. So, I mean, technically, by law, Stannis is king because Joffrey's not legitimate. So it should it should fall to Stannis. Now, in, in another sense, Joffrey is there and they have kind of claimed it. So in a way, he kind of, you know, you know, usurps Stannis and then he kind of has it. But, you know. Mm-hmm. That's why the Targaryens, it's like, well, you know, I, they're not really like in, they're not, you know, they're not really in charge. Yeah. You know, it's not their, it's not their, their kingdom. They have a claim to it in the sense that they've held it for years and years and years and years. I mean, but yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. I I get, yeah, I get you. So yeah, symbolic important. And it's something that we're, we're looking at right now um, in this chapter between Stannis and Renly and Catelyn is in the middle of it and trying to help us negotiate. And it is wild so that is it for the maester study um shout out to sir sir courtney <laughs> okay all right let's head on over to the reread uh this week we're into catlin three last time we were with aria in aria seven right that's where she met up with jack and hagar and started getting some names yeah, on the did. list right and chiswick boom gone <laughs> uh so last time we were with catlin she was on her way to the envoy uh, with you know with an envoy to meet up with renly baratheon right uh she ends up seeing brand of tarth win this tournament um and then as we it kind of ends with stannis showing up so this week catlin three catlin meets with stannis and renly baratheon in hopes of bringing the brothers to reason she fails and learns that stannis has sent a letter claiming that neither joffrey nor tommen are robert's sons even though there is no proof, she remembers that Liza claimed that Cersei killed her husband. Catelyn asks Renly, uh, asks Renly's leave, but is not given it. He wants her to see him victorious in the morning, and that is where we are at today, right? So, as you know, just initial kind of takeaway when we get to this chapter. Yeah. On one hand, I-, I think I've said this over the years, in that this is to me. I I just I just I just think, and I know our good buddy Maglum, the warlock, he's a big mm-hmm. Renly fan. Yep. But this for me is the chapter where it's like, bruh, yep, Renly, just join up with Stannis. I know, just join up with Stannis, man. Like, and I get it, you have the bigger army, and you don't like him, and he certainly has an argument to be made. Um, you know, and I mean, Stannis kind of cheats, right? In a way, he uses blood magic and assassinates him, essentially. Right. Um, but even still, you have, you know, z- I mean, zero claim. You're gonna, you're gonna, if you kill your brother, you're gonna be viewed as a kinslayer, and that has never gone well for the Targaryens. No. It's no. never gone well for the Targaryens right. who, you know, kill their kill their brothers or whatever. I mean, you're you'll be viewed as a kinslayer. So I see it, even if he were to win. Right. And take King's Landing. I still don't think I think people's um, opinion of him would change because he would have killed his brother in order to get the Iron Throne. So I think he is better off. Um, 
I think he's better off joining with Stannis and being Stannis' heir. I mean, we already yeah. know that Stannis doesn't like sleeping with his wife. So, you know, uh-huh. I mean, we already know that. So the likelihood of him getting a son, I don't think is that great. Stannis is older. He's like a really hardened man. He's had, you know, uh, he's been in a lot of wars, a lot of stuff. Um, and I mean, I love Stannis. I love Stannis as a character, but I just think as for Renly, you're like younger. You have plenty of years right. to pos- then position yourself into becoming into becoming king. Yeah. I think, I think in the long run, you're, you would, you would have been better off joining with, with Stannis and he doesn't do it. And then Stannis, you know, basically murders him in his sleep, uh, with blood magic, right. With Melisandre. So, yeah, it just doesn't. So even on, so, okay, we're talking major, major takeaways from this chapter. Um, first of all, Catelyn is here to kind of make sure she's here for the betterment of the realm. Right. So she is here to say, that this could be ended quickly. Right. I mean, and it could have been, right? If they would have all just agreed and there would have been this great alliance uh, between House Stark and House Baratheon, it's donezo. Dorne is sitting this out. They're not going to do a daggone thing. The Vale is sitting this out, okay? Um, this is the Riverlands, which right now still has a strong... I mean, House Frey and Bolton, you can right. kind of still count on, um, although Edmure does something really stupid later on. But for, for right now, you've got them. You've got everything... That you need, and so then you have this southern power um, that you could have called upon, and, and Rob's already doing well, right? Already doing well, and Rob, who is king in the north, right? And they say we're not going to bow anymore. I, you know, it's because the it's because the Targaryens are there, right? Or not? Excuse me, the Lannisters are there. Yeah. So I still feel like people, if 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 at the end of it you've done it and it turns into a we want independence, you know, because Stannis is like, well they're part of the realm yeah and they're gonna have to bend the knee like i feel like that could be solved diplomatically i do not think that stannis would march i think stannis is smart enough to know well i mean he's he's doing it right now but he's going beyond the wall right Mm -hmm. but i mean i think that even stannis would know taking the north with a military conflict like it's kind of easier right now i mean well ultimately he ends up losing at least in the mm-hmm. show, but yeah. I think it's pretty safe to assume that Stannis isn't going to make it all the way to the end. Yeah. Um, probably a pr- pretty similar situation. And he may lose even where we're at in the books. He may, he may lose this, this next battle. Um, I mean, I think he, even he would have to be smart enough to know that it, it's just, it's just too, it, taking it by force would be hard. So I think they would solve something out diplomatically. Right. And just, and mm-hmm. go and go from there. Um, so I just, I just, I just think it's, it's just, it's just pride that gets in the way, yeah, and yeah. ultimately, I have to throw the blame at Renly. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I do. I have to throw the blame at Renly on this one because you literally could – because Stannis almost takes Storm. Yeah. He almost takes uh, King's Landing by himself. Yeah. If you had Renly, it's over. I mean, it would, it would, it would be over. I know, and and actually, this the whole thing. It's it's kind of a sad, you know, the the, the Baratheons. It's just it's a, it's a sad mess, right? Losing their parents. So long ago, uh, was it Maester Crescent or someone right. who was talking at the beginning right. about just had the effect that it had on on these boys. And then also you see the effects of fostering, too. So mm-hmm. when Robert goes away, becomes closer to Eddard Stark than he does his own brothers um, and prefers to have them nearby. And it's also uh, it's, and it's, it's a preference. It's not actually that. So I'm taking this way back because you're I, I know you're saying yeah. like like Renly is, is a part of this issue here, but it actually 
this whole family is just riddled with all sorts of just uh, discord, right? Because of of the fostering, because of the loss of the parents, all this stuff that's going on. So Robert should know just based on Stannis's demeanor and who he is and the way that he conducts his life. It's one of those things you talk about lawful, um, lawful good, lawful chaotic good. good, right? Yeah, like yeah, because yeah, because Stannis is borderline between those two. Yeah, exactly, I mean? yeah. he really is because like. To, to, almost to his detriment, it's sort of like based upon pride or based upon like some principle, he's going to go into a battle. Although what's crazy is that he turns to blood magic, so, which yeah. is wild to me right. that, that he does. I would that. say that he's way, almost dishonorable. I, I would say know? I would say he is closer to chaotic good and neutral good than he is lawful good. Yeah, that's what I meant. The, yeah. the, 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 the exactly. that extreme, the other extreme. exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because um, like lawful good is lawful good is like Superman. Yeah, no. Chaotic no, no. good yeah. is like Batman. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because, the, yeah. because because he will he's trying to to win at any cost. I mean, right. he, to the point where it's like no by rights it's mine and so I must take it and I'm not going to bend or cower to anyone. So if that means I have to bring on this red priestess and adopt that god, that's fine. It's my duty to serve the realm and to go in and to handle these things. These went this, you know, Cersei betrayed my brother. That's the angle he's still right. coming at. Yeah. And so is Renly, but there's just such a rift between them. And it just sucks because what I go back to is, is one of the things that Stannis brings up with uh, Catelyn is that Eddard Stark would have been, um, you know, he, he said, he, he says that he was no friend of mine right. and, and Catelyn says, well, he was no enemy of yours either. Right. right. And he's like, well, it was more of a friend of my brother and, and I should have been hand. I should have been right. hand. And so he felt majorly slighted because he went to Storm's End. He waited around for this time. None of his children, right. um, ten, you know, uh, are eligible. I, for, to I be. forget. I forget. Yeah. Ned, Ned's letter. Does Stannis get a copy of that? He does, doesn't he? Yeah. He does. Yeah. But see, Cer remember, so. Cersei rips it up. Right. And just here we go. Yeah. Like an only Barristan Selmy reads it. Remember Barristan Selmy reads it? Those are oh, King's yeah. words. So, I mean, you know, I, yeah. I, again, I think you just use that thing where it's like, I, I can't remember if Stannis gets a letter or gets a Well, you gets know with Stannis it. was with John Aaron too, so. Exactly. Yeah. But so, you know, if it's, then you, you know, if then people find out, well, Ned tried to make Stannis king. Then I mean that's all. Then, you know, that's how yeah, you solve, right. that's how you solve issues. Because then it's easy for Rob to get out. Be like, well, guys, my dad said. Right, he needs to be king. I mean, so there. You, you, so now that's interesting. And now that you remember, you remember you that because he when thinking. he writes the letter for Robert Baratheon, you know when uh -huh. he changes it, right? Because he says Joffrey, and he changes it to Stannis. Then he when he goes in to hand it in, Cersei rips it up. So you know. did the letter? Does Stannis the, the get a copy? Wrote ever, I don't know if write. it does or not. Couldn't Stannis have helped Ned? Okay, so I'm just looking real quick in the books. It looks like the answer is is no. I don't know if in the show either. Um, because then, as you say, because that that little tidbit that if you're calling Stannis to come be the king, oh, he's not saying he's not saying squat to Lady Catelyn, right? I mean, yeah, but I exactly. can't remember exactly. I can't remember um, so okay, okay, here you go. In, in a Game of Thrones, the queen picked up the letter. The uh, a paper was torn. Uh, the paper was torn and stiff with dried blood, but the broken seal was her father's the direwolf stamp in pale wax we found this on the captain of your household guard sansa it is a letter to my late husband's brother stannis inviting him to take the crown 
So I don't think so. Stannis, so Stannis right. never, so Stannis never got not. it. We'll see there. I'm glad you remembered that though, because that is kind of that's uh, huge. Because then had that have been, because that would change. That would change. Yeah. Then, yeah. Because there you go. Yeah. So I mean, even Ned wanted to make Stannis king because he's yeah. like he's he, the right he, thing he, to do. He is the right. He is. He yeah. is the one true king. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. just gonna keep saying it. That's why I love Stannis. He's a boss. Yeah. yeah. No. And I get that. The and the, the crazy thing is, is that like, why couldn't Renly have just been comfortable with hand you know it's just like yeah i mean he would have been heir and hand to the king he just something i this is where this is actually one of those things when we went back and we looked at um like rhaegar and the people that surrounded rhaegar when his father was going mad right is it right for him to depose his father can he technically do that but people around him were so um you know it's kind of like the thing right where you if you surround yourself by by people who are maybe maybe it's not in the best interest for Rhaegar to usurp or whatever do or or, or even like Renly to to usurp uh, right. essentially uh, Stannis, but it might benefit them because they're cl- these people are closer with Renly than they are with Stannis. Right. So they're thinking I'm going to get an elevated position quicker, more like in a, in a faster way. Yeah. Yeah. You know. You know what else is kind of interesting and in, th- in in this chapter, a, a, a group of people we haven't talked a lot about, but now we get to is the Tyrells and thinking that later the Tyrells seems so smart, right? It seems like, Oh, they're going to attach themselves to Cersei and all this stuff. And they just, and Elena Tyrell just seems to be such a genius. But when they're first introduced, we're just like, Oh, okay, whatever. And we kind of forget the fact that they decided to go with Renly. Right. I mean, it's not like Stannis could have married Marjorie or something, but it is just like, Oh yeah. Interesting to see that they said, no, we will, we will back Renly and his claim to the throne as opposed to say Stannis or 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 your teaming up with the crown right to, mm-hmm. to to take it over because it just I think you could have easily I mean I think I think you could have easily done the Marjorie angle over Sansa you could have pitched that and they would have, before all this stuff took place it is wild I mean it is wild that since he already has that good relationship with um Loras with with Loras that they get access to the reach, which is vast. Oh, it's huge. It's huge. And um, High Garden and everything. I mean, that is a big freaking, big freaking deal. So not only does he have most of the Storm Lords, right? But he also has, you know, he's, he's, he's literally got uh, the regents, right? For, for this, uh, for the reach, for the realm, for that, right. that portion of uh, Westeros. That's huge. It's I mean, just, King's it's... Landing would have been taken in a weekend. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's nothing that say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill could have done the Mm -hmm. lannisters literally would not would no longer exist because i mean you have rob coming down from the north and now you have you know you have the westerlands over here but then you get the reach right here boom and then you got the riverlands coming i mean they'd be screwed Mm -hmm. yeah they'd they'd be done they would they would be they would no longer exist yeah yeah yeah, that, that, that and it that all comes. I think it, for me, it all comes down to this. Now, this, is, this is where the dominoes like begin to crumble. Yeah, for sure. For at least you know, just I like doing these what ifs every once in a while. So, like the the what if here is 
if Renly isn't at court and he doesn't develop such a good relationship with Mace Tyrell and Loras Tyrell, then I don't think... I think the the Storm Lords are, are split fifty fifty maybe on Renly and Stannis maybe not maybe sixty forty. I don't know still, that. I don't tougher. know. I don't know that Renly would even have tried. I don't know that Renly would have tried. I think it's because he has such a backing and such a good relationship there, and that's what I'm saying. I actually wouldn't be surprised um, to learn more that the Tyrells were pushing Renly in that direction, saying you should be king. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like I I think. Because that, that thought is not crossing his mind in King's Landing. It's like he rides out. This is happening fast. Things are going down. He's trying to get Eddard Stark. I can get you help. I can get you aid, etc. And um, they kind of they kind of fill his head with with this with this stuff. And he just says, "Yeah, sure. By it, it it should. I'm the better. I'm the better option." Right. And what's crazy? I think it's in. Well, it's the next Catelyn chapter. But I'll I'll say it here now. The the idea is proposed that we call a great council. That we bring the kings together and we call a great council. Mm-hmm. It's been done before. When it's up in the air and there's all this much tur- turmoil, bring the greatest lords in the land together and make it beneficial for everybody. Uh, so we'll get to that next time. But still, it's just like... yeah. Anyways, I just think there's there's a lot of um, propping up of Renly you know, that uh, happens from a very powerful family. Yeah. You know? So... so and, and, and when you feel like accepted and, and, and you feel a sense of belonging, because he doesn't really get as much of that from Stannis or from Renly and he doesn't have parent, you know, he doesn't have that. Um, right. So when you get that sense of belonging from someone else, I think you're more like, yes. And these people want to push me and elevate me higher and, and they want me to lead them. Let's do it. And you don't want to let those people down. So I, I also kind of see why Renly does it. But at the same time, I don't. Yeah. I don't because it's it's like it's it's very clear in the land how this works. There's been years, 300 years of tradition as to who the crown would pass to, especially now. Here's the thing is that remember, like, uh, you know, Catelyn shows up here and we get a the, the Raven. The Ravens are coming in mm-hmm. that Stannis is saying that this is that these are illegitimate children and, right. uh, you know, possibly it's up for grabs. Maybe if all of that would have gotten out there faster, I, you know, there, we, we could have gotten to that because right now it just seems like it's a fight, you know, yeah. and it's not really that Joffrey's, it's like they're against the Lannisters, but really it's, it's, it's more than that. It was an attack on the Baratheon name. I don't know. It just, it just, yeah, it's unfortunate. It's freaking unfortunate because it, it makes for a great freaking story too, though. So it you does. Know, it's fine. Uh, but I, I hear you. Renly is maybe a, a tidbit uh, is a tidbit to blame. I, I mean, again, but he's a good guy. I, I like do. Him. I, I like him a lot. I, again, yeah, I do. I like Renly. And if I'm in Ren, I mean, Renly obviously. If I, you're in, st- if you're if you're in his mindset, he's you know you're not thinking I'm about to be assassinated by blood magic, right? Um, and so you're just, th- but he's still just willing to be like, okay, well, I just, he just doesn't, he does not like Stannis. He doesn't, doesn't like him. No, he doesn't. And so he's, but again, it's that, it's that idea of this. Is, I mean, this is Kinslang. It is. And nobody, nobody quest nobody questions or challenges that. I mean, they do, they do later to Stannis reflects on it. Yeah. I killed my brother. Yes. Right. And that yes. uh, is, is Kinslang. He directly did. You know, the, the thing that with the, when they say so at the end of this, the negotiation doesn't work out. You, you guys know that. 
Um, we go back to camp and they're making uh, their battle plans. And Catelyn says she wants out. She's like, oh, I, I want to be out of this whole thing. And he's I, like, no, and he's you like, need to nope, stay. Yeah, stay. I want you to witness the power that I have. Be then the envoy that's going to go back um, to your son. And let's we'll need to and do he's some and it's negotiate. Renly is at least like, eh, take it. I don't care. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't. Yeah. He, yeah, he doesn't care. Which would have been great. Which would have been the partnership that was needed and was necessary. I think great. I think after this was done, terms were going to be sent. But I forget which commander it is. Says to Renly, "This is unnecessary bloodshed. Unnecessary. Sir Courtney can hold that. Right. He can hold that for you. know I mean, just for and he does. I mean, he, he, right. he does a great job uh, for a while. But little do we know, uh, Stannis has Stannis does several shadow. Yeah." I think in all honesty, by the way, not to not to jump into a different subject, but really, I think that the the Seven Kingdoms is too big for its own good. I think the North is way too big. It's the size of pretty much the entire Seven Kingdoms by itself. I think literally, I would just let the if you know, let the North do its thing, and then I'd let Dorne do its thing. Like you know, we tried for years. It's always been rough. Who the heck cares? It's not like Dorne comes into Westeros and. Uh, like tries challenging them to take over. They're always like, they just want to be independent. Yeah. Whereas the rest of the realm, the other five kingdoms, with the exception of the iron islands is like, no, we we're fine being in, being in yeah. the realm. It's like, it just works a lot easier. Get the crown lands, mm-hmm. the Stormlands, the Riverlands, the veil and the reach. There you yeah. go. Westerlands. Yeah. It, it is the dragons. It takes the dragons to unite these yeah. kingdoms. I mean, otherwise you would never have had their, they are too big. Yeah. Like you can't, control that much of one one region uh king heron has a problem with that um constantly when he comes from the iron islands over into the riverlands and and uh yeah it's that's that's a, that's a really good point so he takes some magical you know beast to you know have the power to bend all of these men to ah to to, to Aegon's, you know will Aegon the conqueror man that's this crazy it's this it it hadn't been done until he comes in and unites them um, and they're just trying to keep this up for as long as I can. So anyways, um, yeah, I guess, I guess so that was, I don't even know where I was going with all that, but my, my big takeaway in this is just that, so we're, we're looking at this from, from Catelyn's perspective and she's doing what she can here. And then it is just a lost cause. She even tries the whole, uh, later on, like I said, calling for a great council when she comes back from prayer at the end of this chapter, we end with her right. going for prayer. Uh, and telling Renly that he needs to pray, um, but they have agreed to a a, a kinslaying. Oh, I know where I was going to say. I don't think Renly would have actually. I think they would have captured Stannis. It's like I'm going to fight you. Right. Hopefully, you don't die in the battle. I technically am not going to partake in, in an actual slaying of my brother. We're not right. going to fight in single combat. We're not going to do that. But my forces versus your forces. Yes, that's going to happen. So that's the thing. A technicality, but um. I think that's what he was he was hoping is that we'll take them. They'll be they'll be throwing their swords down in a matter of minutes. We're, right. We so outnumber them that it's that it's crazy, and we could dash them against the walls of Storm's End, and it's whatever. It's, it's over. It's done. Yeah. So yeah, that that is sort of uh, and you said uh, that this kind of parallels the or that the show does a really good job. It's essentially almost the same the same thing. Yeah, you it know, does. It's, it's, it's really similar. Yeah, we just watched that. Accurate. We just watched that scene before before we get here, and they're basically just like, "Okay, okay, all right, well, here we go. Let's let's yeah, let's do it." And then we get to, we turn to the blood magic. So, um, all right, as we let's move over to our Raven. We got a uh, yes. We got a we got a, a good Raven here today. So this is from this is kind of a long one here. Who's this from? Uh, Chris, Sir from Chris, Sir Chris. 
Let me turn up my brightness on my computer because I'm getting old and can't <laughs> read. Um, wait, hold on. Or is this from Lord Adam? No, this is from Sir Chris. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. That's, that's old. Okay. Mm-hmm. He says, hey, uh, Ben the Knee. I have been listening to the podcast for a good amount of time. I'm a few episodes behind due to COVID. I hope he means... I hope I hope he means that like oh COVID's going on he's got stuff going on I like do, working I... from home or something not actually like yeah uh, I have COVID so here yeah. we here we go he says I've been listening to the audiobooks as well I really haven't done much in discussions or theories but I just couldn't help myself on this one and have seen I haven't seen this theory anyway anywhere I just finished the series again but I've been extremely troubled by a certain chapter concerning Shireen Baratheon uh, and I thought I would share my thoughts. Um, the chapter I'm referring to is a dance with dragons chapter 53, John 11 Val's comments on Shireen were very troubling, calling her a monster and dead and John, um, and the queen just can't see. Not that we know Val very well, but it seemed weird how blunt she was. Uh, now we know she is a wildling and weakness is shunned, but still it was very cruel. Thus, it got me thinking and perhaps the purpose of the comments in this chapter. There are a lot of questions concerning some plots that have not been answered yet. How was Shireen cured of Grayscale? She is burned in the TV show. How will that be different in the books? Why does Val consider her a you know monster? Um, how did Melisandre gain favor on Dragonstone? How will her death or character matter in the books? Could this be answered in one simple theory? Could Shireen actually be dead so this theory is based on a few assumptions that obviously some may seem um may see as incorrect but for the sake of the theory let's help explain the connection first grayscale spread through its living host second um stannis is not azor ahai uh, despite melisandre saying it's so third john will be resurrected obviously shireen's cure of grayscale was very mysterious and the cure is not shared something we are aware of as far as magic in the world is revealed is the revival of the dead we don't know exactly how it works but we obviously have seen this with Beric and lady stoneheart and there was an obviously assumption that john will be revived well perhaps that is how shireen was cured shireen could have been killed and revived thus stopping the spread of grayscale a similar blood magic was done on curing Cal Drogo. Grayscale spreads through the, uh, the host, but if the host is dead, perhaps this would stop the spread. Even in the show, Mormont's Grayscale is cured and all of the infected skin is removed, but this is not the case for Shireen as her cheek is still scaled. Thus, perhaps Shireen is another character who was revived just like Beric, Lady Stoneheart, and most likely Jon. Okay, cool, but who cares? Well, maybe it matters quite a bit. In the show, she is sacrificed to solve the weather and help Stannis' army, but ends up being the breaking point and causing the full collapse. Most assume that the, a similar act will happen in the books and potentially be the route to Jon's resurrection. But Shireen is not with Stannis' camp, and I feel like her sacrifice will have to get Stannis' approval. So even if she is burned to the stake, um, it would be at the wall... Uh, but the but the queen or Mel could not act without Stannis giving the nods, the nod. Uh, so what is her fate? I think we could uh, be. I think she could be the essential piece that ties Mel's bre- uh, belief in Stannis, Stannis's purpose in the war story, and John. John obviously will be resurrected, but how? Melisandre is there, but she has not seen this power in the books. She obviously could try it and may have knowledge of it, but most likely come with some sort of blood sacrifice. Thus, this could be Shireen. 
but why would Melisandre do this? She may see John and think he is important, but nothing that would make her drop all faith in Stannis and switch to John. I think the switch of devotion will be because of her witness of, of his revival rather than her doing the act herself. Instead, what if this is a barrack transfer to Stoneheart kind of deal and Shireen will essentially give the kiss of life to John? In this way, she dies by transferring her life and thus sacrifices herself and gives an explanation to why Melisandre believes Stannis was Azor Ahai. Melisandre misinterpreted her visions or misinterpreted exactly how the Lord of Light intended her to. Without Melisandre's belief in Stannis uh, as Azor Ahai, Stannis would never have gotten to the Wall and interacted with Jon. This false belief is all a lie to save Jon Snow. John would have died without Stannis' involvement. Stannis would not have gone to the wall if not for Mel's guidance and the belief that this is uh, his true purpose against a true enemy. All was done for John and a way to create a scenario where Shireen can pass her life for John's uh, or to John. Melisandre could have been the one who came to cure Shireen and in her attempt in blood magic, she essentially killed Shireen and revives her. Stannis and Queen Selyse became a true believer in Melisandre and in the Lord of Light. And Melisandre was probably like, how did I get this power? There must be some purpose here. This would be an interesting twist as to how these plot lines tie together. How would Stannis react when he, uh, he hears the news that his daughter was sacrificed to save John? Perhaps Stannis will beat the Boltons and then march on John or it distracts Stannis from his strategy. And he ends up losing morale by his retreat back to the wall. Who knows this, uh, this theory, if it uh, could be true, could impact the story and concludes Stannis's arc. This would flip Melisandre's devotion toward John um, how would this impact the relationship with Queen Selyse and the Queen's men? Uh, would love to know your guys' thoughts or pot and potentially your discussion, but I think uh, it ties a lot of unknowns together on how the Lord of Light or some other being out there moving pieces are sending visions. Cough, cough. Three-eyed raven, blood raven, brand. Thanks, Chris. Wow. He actually got me thinking there, and I That's really, really quick here. Not that I, I, wanna, I don't want to... Uh, that was a kicking over some uh, stuff here. Um, you got me, got me kind of thinking here, uh, real quick here as, yeah. um, I'm kind of thinking if a red priestess were the one, I can't remember how Shereen's, it, it's not really stated, right? How her, her thing. I'll look it up real quick. I don't think so. So if a red priestess were to be the one to do this then it might explain why Stannis is willing to let somebody like Melisandre actually like, you know, tell him he's the Lord of light and begin, you know, doing all of this stuff. Cause I mean, again, it just seems so unlikely, you know, that Stannis Baratheon is willing to believe in this kind of visions and, you know, all of this stuff. Yeah. So this is fantastic. Um, it, it is interesting, you know, Val's comments in that chapter, she does, uh, regard her as almost like, yeah, it's, it's as if she is half alive and half dead, Yeah, you know, um, and that she is maybe there's something wrong. She's a monster of some kind. Uh, I guess to take that a little bit further, if, if Val or another wildling were to see someone who is resurrected in a different way, see, they've seen the, like those who are resurrected They've seen they burn those bodies, right? Yeah. That's the whole thing. I mean, John is learning very quickly when he goes north. We need to burn uh, the dead, and so if she was, let's say, stilled, right? You know, killed, stilled, whatever uh, life 
force stopped. And by doing that, it stops the grayscale. That's interesting. That would be kind of crazy, right? Right. And then if you had the power to bring that person back, then wherever the progression was of the grayscale, which is what I'm, I guess I'm getting from Sir Chris, right? That's the whole theory, um, is that the, wherever that progression was, it was stopped because death. It can only, it only it moves across and it moves through the living. So die, right? be brought back to life. Now, if you are brought back to life, just like Beric Dondarrion and others, so Beric is brought back uh, by Thoros, and later on, because that magic is in him and because he now has that life power, um, is able to, to give that last kiss, right, to Catelyn and, and create Lady um, Stoneheart. Right. So, and, yeah. And, and real yeah. quick, the show's way of doing it with Sam doing it could totally just be something that happens in the show because, hey, we need to we need to fix Jorah Mormont and we'll just have Sam do it, you know, in an off screen surgery. Mm hmm. Doesn't yeah. mean that that's at, that's at all. I mean, Gur could still have it done, but it could be done a different way. You know what I mean? Like, and there, and that's one of the things. I mean, just so in the event that Sam is the one to cure John Connington's grayscale in in the in the books in a similar type fashion, doesn't mean that there's not multiple ways to cure grayscale. Yeah, for sure. I think there. I think there could be. Um, yeah, uh, and, and depending on who it is that's coming over to to do something, if there is a medicine or there's there's something right. that you just didn't know about that you could have used, but you brought a red priestess and they're going to use blood magic or whatever, then right. Because you, you're, you're, we see resur- we see resurrection in at at least three different ways, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you see uh, the relore way of doing it, right? You we see the uh, White Walker way of doing it. Right, which is uh-huh. they're resurrecting people, and we see um, Kyburn's way of doing it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 we do, we do. I I don't know though. You know, with Barrick, we we have not yet got the information as to like how that whole process works. You know, like is it just yeah. a Sleeping Beauty situation where you lay a kiss on somebody and yeah. that and your magic actually, trans, I'd actually, you know, or yeah, it, I'd actually say there is almost a, there's another way in a in a sense of do of kind of resurrection is that the faceless men right because they're using faces of people and they become people who are mostly dead right they're using these these faces and but then you are you become that person right like you have to actually become in a way that person so yeah you're imitating them right but you right right yeah yeah i I, yeah i i get that so oh man but i'm just i'm just thinking with this theory that sir chris has presented so the idea at the end of this is that if Shireen has that power and was brought back by Relore or whatever, would then have the ability to give on the same thing that Beric gave to Lady Stoneheart, which is also very interesting that John and Catelyn will be resurrected and they were they were opposites of one another. You know that, that's that's right. really kind of crazy. Um, I don't see why Shireen. I, the only thing I have with I love this. I love this, but it's like, would Shireen do that? Does Shireen even know how to do that? I don't know. Yeah. Or as he's, as he's hinting at, was it that Melisandre? And what you're saying is, is that was Melisandre or someone else from that priesthood there and helped with Shireen's recovery? I just did a a quick search. I was trying to figure out maybe how, um, they talk about the difference in, you know, with grayscale and children versus adults and maybe a couple cases where it didn't spread as much or it was able to be stopped in children, but in, in adults, there was no known. Yeah. You, they all kind of fell victim to it and, and, and stuff. So, uh, I, yeah. Uh, but I, you see him saying like, when is she going to go over to John and give him that, that kiss right. or pass that on to him? Is it breathing however, into them? Right. Or what, what do you have to do? 
Or is it Melisandre? Who knows? That's a way in which we can do it. Because seemingly, uh, Thoros kind of stumbled across this. Right. You know, loved his friend and, and, and everything. And when he, when he falls in battle, does what he can. And then, boom, he's brought back right. to life. Like, maybe it, yeah. maybe Melisandre you, does know those powers. Right. Um, but understands that Shireen has right. this gift. Right. The her. only other one we don't know necessarily know is... Is Cal Drogo like I would say it is possible that Cal Drogo actually died, and then she brings him back, and he's just like a zombie veg- vegetable type, mm-hmm. you know, vegetative state. Um, but maybe that's what it's like if you're dying and they kind of hold you on. Is it almost better for you to die and then come back? You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. don't know. Yeah, I don't know, but I really do like this. It's a, it's a crazy thought because. We are trying to figure out what um, in the show that was a, a pretty big bold decision, right? Right. To kill, to to say yes, we're going to sacrifice my daughter. That shows absolute desperation, complete abandonment of all of your morals and principles, and all that's major kinslaying. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that's wild that that happened. So I don't think it's that would be Stannis starting. You know, on from one going from one side to the other, like just a complete transition and becoming almost a villain. You know what I mean? Yeah. At that point, you're almost just like this guy is is dealing in some shady, dark stuff, and he's willing to win at any cost. Which reminds you of Euron Greyjoy, actually, a little bit, and someone who's willing to turn to sorcery um, that could kill tons of people, and he's killing people that are close to him. He's trying to acquire Edric Storm. Um, right. He's willing to kill his daughter, uh, kill his brother with shadow spawn and things like that. And it's actually, um, you know, the crazy, what well, in the show it's, it's like, okay, he's weaker because he has already, she's already used, you know, like the Stannis has become more gaunt and more and, and, and weaker because he's already given up some of his lifeblood, uh, or his power, you know, to Melisandre so that his energy essence, whatever, so that she can go attack the individuals that she does with his shadow. So yeah, now you're in a position where, I don't think he would give the nod. I actually don't see. I, I guess what I'm saying, if that go, if it goes that way in the book, I don't know that Stannis is going to say yes. You can kill my daughter. I think it's the one thing he kind of like holds on. Like he thinks, right. you know, really keeps him. He loves her. Um, There's just so much stuff that has to happen with Stannis. But it would be interesting though, is if she does die up there and it's some something mysterious, and Stannis goes and gets enraged, and instead of John coming down to face Bolton. Perhaps Bolton's already been handled by Stannis, and it's Stannis marching back north. <laughs> you know, like right. I mean that that could be uh, kind of wild, and maybe he is at odds with his wife. Maybe it is her. Maybe, maybe she's, she's the, the one. one. Who yeah, does it. and and that completely breaks him because I still see Davos being, regardless of who gives the nod to do it. Um, it's it's at, yeah. I do think there is going to be that Davos Melisandre dynamic. Yeah, it's been building yeah. the whole time. You know, yeah. like, we've been seeing that left and right. So. So yeah, how I think, does she, how does she die? Melisandre? No, Selyse. In the uh, in the show? Yeah. Doesn't she get her throat? I can't remember. She does she jump on? She kills herself. Does she kill she? herself? I think, I think she, she does herself. Yeah. I think she. I, I think she, I think she kills herself because oh, Jesus. I gotta look it up. I forget. I think she kills. herself. I try to stay she, away from the show because it gets. She it gets, can't. She can't live with like she can't like you know like live with it. Mm-hmm gets pretty muddled in my mind um no that's that's interesting to think about though because um yeah she is she gonna get so because sometimes you get so caught up in something and you're so 
uh, carried away with a faith or a, or a religion or doing what the gods say that you wake up the next day and you go, I just murdered my daughter. What the heck? I mean, that yeah, is... Yeah, she commits suicide. She does? Yeah. By hanging herself from a tree, yeah. Yeah, okay, okay. Um, and at that point, you've lost... What, what is winning a crown even worth, Stannis? You know, at that point, like, what... What, what, what's it worth? You've lost every family member you have, uh, even the old maester that loved you. You know, you've got Davos hanging on there, your, your, your friend. Um, and I think what will redeem Stannis in the end is that he's going to do everything he can to elevate Davos and his family and his children. And don't, uh, that, you know, I could see him being someone who's, would say I was wrong. You know, a lot of these, these characters uh, and a lot of people in life, don't have the ability to say I messed up. I made a mistake. I think right. Stannis eventually is as 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 stubborn as he is. When you lose your wife and and his daughter and things are breaking around him, uh, I think he may say that he was wrong. But you know what? I wanted to talk about this in the chapter I'm going to talk about right now, uh, just very briefly with Sir Matt. I think uh, Brienne in the next chapter, um, the next Catelyn chapter, she swears that she's going to kill. Stannis you think so and she says she means to keep that yeah she vowed she vowed she would kill him one day and actually when she finally uh, safely escorts Catelyn back to her camp um, she says give me leave to go to Storm's End and like why she's walking in there to kill him yeah and then she you know swears her sword to Lady Stoneheart well you know Catelyn <laughs> and uh it would not surprise me, though, if at the end she had either a chance to and walked away, and, and there's some major change there, uh, or she does fight him and, and takes him to the brink of, of death and, and, and scolds him for killing his brother. And I think, I think he may not be able to handle that. It's like you're forcing this in his face. He has no army to back him, no priest at that point. Like If he does fail, if something happens to Stannis and he's brought low and he's faced with, with, with Brienne who runs this down his throat in, in that you're a kinslayer. Yeah. I think in the end he would say, Gods, you're right. Yeah. You're right. I mean, I think he, I think he would. And that would be what would, what would make us at the very end say, oh, Stannis, you just got taken. You got taken by this red priestess. Your wife was converted. You know, you just got caught up in this. And um, he started winning, trying to win at all costs, and it just he's been, he's felt slighted his whole life, and uh, it's awful. But I kind of think Bri- I, I think Brienne is gonna is in the end here gonna have something to say to Stannis, yeah. if not R- a fight. Real quick, just interesting, interesting little tidbit here. Not that it really makes any big difference, but um, kind of interesting here. Salise, right, Lady Salise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, she's actually a Florent, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, and so she is the cousin of Melissa Florent, mm-hmm. who is Sam Tarley's mom. Yeah. And that's the other big thing, right? Is that the Florence were that were with Renly at the end of this, when Renly is killed and stuff, right? They're the first, they're like almost like first ones to go back over. They're going yeah. straight back over to Stannis because that was sort of a blow to him is that his, that his wife's house Right. Um, was allies against him. Yeah. 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 yeah it's it, yeah. It definitely is, is an interesting um, dynamic there. Uh, so, yeah. Just, just crazy things. You know, I, we were talking about Sir, Sir Robar uh, Royce. I think we were. If we weren't, we should have been. Um, but just like his whole situation where, you know, he's, he's supposed to be in the veil, but he's the second son who can't find glory and Renly makes him a part of his rainbow guard. And you're like, okay, cool. I mean, he, he wants to be there and, 
and and win some glory and and you know he wants to be a part of Ren, Renly's uh, cast. Um, so yeah, it's funny when you get some of these houses that are in way different regions or they're they're switching alliances and stuff, and you're like, oh, that's that's something to watch out for. Got to keep an eye on that. Yeah. So. Okay. All right, guys. Well, that's it for us for today. We're about to jump in and do our Zoom uh, hangout with our, our patrons, um, a.k.a. Bend the Knee Happy Hours, what it was, <laughs> yeah, was, was last time. So, absolutely. So here we go. So with that, we want to thank you for playing the Game of Thrones. In our next episode, we will be discussing Chapter 32, Sansa 3 of A Clash of Kings. If you like our podcast, don't forget to subscribe, like us, write a review, leave a comment, or send us a raven at btkcast at gmail.com. We will see you in a week, and remember that winter is coming. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.